In a story obviously extracted from someone's unlaundered legal briefs, a New Mexico man accused of killing his lawyer was finally assigned a new attorney this Monday morning. It appears the small-town bird lawyer Louis Friend lost the office pool at the Albuquerque Public Defender's Office and was assigned the case. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Mr. Friend and his family for their impending loss. Well, if you wanted honesty, you have come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And I'm Bing Crosby. What a beautiful soul. (laughs) The talk of my demise has been greatly exaggerated. It was Cosby that we said pre-roll. Oh, sorry. I had a case of the Michaels. Cosby was taken from us too soon. Because we learned today, as of this recording, that we live... um, In a society. Yes. Uh, no, we no no mistakes ever happen, and there's no consequences. So you can do whatever you, whatever you want. You can be caught, and, and there's no consequences. Nope. It's just called No Consequences, Arizona. Hey, if they got if they had a you know an agreement, then everything's fine, right? What Doug Ducey likes to do on his personal time is his own goddamned business. But with that much ice cream, that should be a crime. Becky mm. wouldn't even take that ice cream. Nope. How with that attitude? So would you say she got to... I'll let her know she needs to be a better team player. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to be so cold, Stone? <laughs> 30 feet down. Straight through the table? <laughs> That's stone cold. We need to and you stay on point here. <laughs> and he was not involved in Hell in a Cell, though. Mick Foley say. did come out later in the evening to intervene... In the middle of his match with uh, Kane, you know, the first blood match for the WWE Championship at the time, which is very difficult. Regardless, I uh, I said, wow, that man's broken in half. No, Jim Ross said that. and uh, The man has a family, to... that's all I'm trying to say. Also Jim Ross. <laughs> Stop it, he's already dead. <laughs> Jim Ross isn't dead, he's quite alive. His wife has passed, unfortunately. She was uh, hit by a car while she was driving a motorcycle. It's tragic. I just realized that we... Good night, uh, sweet princess. Not only did we just tell all of our listeners that we're playing with ourselves, but we forgot that well Courtney doesn't really know this joke. <laughs> so you can mm-hmm. tell her the actual Undertaker. No, no. I feel like you have uh, have gotten this well in hand, John. So explain, <laughs> please. It's been a long-running joke in my friendships and in the band. Um, because of a Reddit meme where, you know, the one Reddit user would use the same copy paste for every reply uh-huh. and it would be on anything. I don't remember, I don't remember the original way that I saw it, but it would be an inappropriate post or like really emotionally charged ones. Like, yeah, you know what? You have a great point, but let us not forget, um, hell in the C- or when the undertaker threw mankind off the top of hell in the cell in 1998, mm-hmm. 30 feet down straight through the announcer's table. And it's yeah. Okay. So essentially, if you were talking about you know, for instance, not wanting to have pineapple on your pizza, says yeah, that's an atrocity. Uh, like it really is. It, it reminds me of that time in 1998 where the Undertaker <laughs> threw mankind <laughs> off Hell in a Cell. Just it's, it completely like yeah, non sequitur. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's that's there was, the, the right. I want to say at least a solid five months where that's all we were doing to each other, around each other, for each other. Um, it got to be really problematic. 
<laughs> because <laughs> no one could tell if it was a bit that were, that was happening. Like everything was open to a bit happening, so no Until one wanted to talk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So what yeah. what happened with with uh, Bing Crosby? <laughs> uh, Bill Cosby is being released. Like ejaculating? Oh, Probably. He'll eventually be able to. Yes. Yeah, uh, serving what? You know, did I like read it correctly? Only prison? three years of his three to ten sentence? Uh, two. two. Two? Only two. Yeah. Yeah. Well. While Britney has been under the conservatorship for more than 13 years at this point. Hashtag free Britney. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes for hot cakes. Hashtag leave Britney alone. There's a, there's mean, a hot take. You can't do that. Strange things happen in the house if you leave Brittany to her own devices. We've seen this. I would actually like to petition to start a new hashtag. Um, Michael, this is directed at you. It's hashtag leave Jonah alone. Um, oh, yeah. Because uh, he came home from the work the other day and he was like, yeah, I'm working and we're in the middle of this rush and I'm counting the drawer and all this stuff is happening. And then somebody comes in the office and they go, hey, Jonah, there's a Michael on the phone for you. And Jonah was like, "I knew that sounded him like hold. him." Put him on. But no, it was not him. It wasn't him. No. <laughs> man, he could have just said, "Hey, this is Jonah. We're busy right now. Call back later." I've been like, "Okay, I understand, man." No, Jonah never had the phone in hand, man. And he was like, T- "Just put him on hold. I'll get to it when I get to it." And like 15 minutes after Jonah's done putting out fires, he goes just to check the phone, and of course, you're not there anymore. But he's like. Couldn't Michael just ask for any of the floor supervisors? I just asked for a manager, and I was like, I want to do a food trade. So I figured whoever answered the fo- the phone was like, oh, hey, they want to do a food trade. No, we're busy. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Six seasons <laughs> in a food trade. It's Michael's series <laughs> fucking arc. It's, Michael? It's all I do when I work at Howie's. Do you, do you worry that someone is going to figure out that you are using company materials to your own ends? <laughs> Oh, the boss knows that we do that. He likes when uh, we embezzle pizzas. Yeah. As long as we're not wasting money, it's fine. Okay, so, you, so the product has is, is just got no bearing on your actual bottom line, then, is what you're trying to say. It costs like 30 cents to make a pizza. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to uh, say this on the record. So uh, I mean, You, you my practically lawyer. admitted to everything short of murder. <laughs> you get out faster than Bill Cosby. Oh, is- zip it a zoop. I'm out of here. <laughs> that was bad. I'm s- I would like that to be stricken from the record. I know it won't be, but no, I would just no. like want it you on the record. You edit the show, numb nuts. <laughs> the amount of times you I'm won't like, oh, let don't- me cut that. <laughs> you can. Uh, the amount of times like, hey, Michael, don't put that in the episode, and then it winds up in the episode. Hey, Michael, don't put this in the episode after it's already said. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And if you really want to go two birds with one stone, just let Bill hang out with Brittany. And, uh, you know, like Thunderdome, we'll see who makes it out. <laughs> Are you saying a... it's not Brittany that needs to be in the ring? It's uh, what's what the fuck's her dad's name? Jamie. Jamie Spears. Jamie Spears and Bill Cosby in a death match. Ooh. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Zip it to zoops, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> Celebrity deathmatch, yes. I think this is going to be great. Off that's, to a good start. I would watch three. that show if it came back. It, I would too. It was beautiful. We all enjoy claymation. We mm-hmm. sure do. 
Well, for all the fans of professional wrestling out there that are listening, we are just, uh, we're tickling your taint this episode. <laughs> giving you all sorts of the chili willies, but... Uh, we have yeah, one more till 100. Time. We sure do. We're approaching... Are you ready, John? Are you ready for your season finale? I have, Has he ever been? I have Wikipedia opened. Oh. How many I tabs have... of Wikipedia do you have open? I only have one Wikipedia open, oh. but I have a YouTube video that's 30 minutes long. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. okay. And then I, so far I have one, two, three additional tabs. So, or four, five. <gasps> oh, five? Five? Five, five tabs, Wikipedia, and a 30-minute YouTube. Bitches. He oh. means business this time. Yes, hello. Yes. Uh, I need an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> sent to boom. <laughs> because uh, this gentleman's going to drop dead right now just of a stress-related heart attack. For sure. 100%. Um, also, you'll be happy to know that Joe Rogan will be mentioned next week. Why? Because of his involvement. Why um, not? No, but I was, I was bringing up Joe Rogan to remind myself that Please. he had an episode yesterday that I actually want to listen to, which makes me upset. Hmm. Firstly, it's pronounced <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> I would appreciate you get that right. Well, it's uh, him and Tarantino. Oh. Ooh! So, have you seen the uh, once uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood book is being released? What they are doing one of those novels that is a companion novel that used to happen very frequently in the sixties huh. and seventies, where they would do a co-release That's cool. to try to get ahead with marketing. So they are doing one for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm absolutely going to buy that. There is no way that I cannot own that. Do you know when it comes out? I do not. I just saw him do an interview about it the other day, and I was going to investigate that, and this pops it back onto the Remind top of my Remind me, pile. because I'll pre-order it, and we can read it at the same time, meaning you'll finish it three weeks before I do. Mm-hmm. Because I I'm usually so... come first. I'm I'm kind of just acclimated to that these Meanwhile, days. Meanwhile, Michael's in the corner going, oh, is it a picture book? So that John can read it. <laughs> he couldn't even. He doesn't even have the attention span to watch the movie. Why would you expect him to read anything? I don't no. even know who Tarantino is. That's a fine point. I'm he just a humble Arizonan rolls. citizen. <laughs> I got my numbers. Gold. I can Tarantino. count up to a hundred, and that's all I need. I don't think you can, but uh, I, I'm not True. sure if this is stealing Courtney's joke because she may have just said this. But it's like, yeah, I know Tarantino. He makes great pizza rolls. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. damn it. That's I heard you, and I, did, I wasn't sure, but you and I were at the same point at the same time. Beautiful. So, yep. It's going to be like pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> and pineapple. You people have got <laughs> something seriously wrong. Did, did you all get the COVIDs? What? You can't you can't taste disgust. Can't taste COVID. No, John's been torturing me in a new and different way. Yucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pray tell. Hi guys. No. You are in the same room again, so I'm starting to have suspicions. Um we've being Jonah, Courtney, and I are Oh, here we go. Experimenting. Oh um, okay. usually with the lights off if we can do it. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, and at least Courtney. That's too dangerous for me screaming for at least an hour so stop i can only get so erect (laughs) i have one very important (laughs) question that we need to address say that in response to my name ever again michael there's so much that you can't do now michael i'm sorry that you're just so cropped here cucked (laughs) cucked by courtney god and all of the above but i have one very important question i need you to answer for me john what is my voice at least present in the course of these experiments? Your presence is. 
your presence. I gave you presents. Is... <laughs> uh, no, we've huh? been watching. We've been watching more scary movies. Okay. Oh. So Jonah and Courtney came over to hang out with Becky and I. And we watched Conjuring Two. Uh, and mm-hmm. Courtney is the best person to have in a viewing of a horror movie that you've seen before, or probably first time too. Like like this afternoon, she uh, Joan and her came over and we watched Annabelle because we're going to go through the chronological oh, order. Oh no! Um, and also, I figured it's a oh. good way to kind of get through some bad horror movies just to kind of get the tropes out of your way. And so Courtney and I now have watched three scary movies together. Yep. I'm I'm almost gonna have to forbid you from being the curator of her viewing experience. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna subject her I'm, to Annabelle. I'm gonna defend myself. Please, it wasn't a hundred percent my idea. It's more just like <laughs> it, no, it was. It was Jonah. Jonah really wanted to watch them in order before we saw Conjuring Three. Okay, Jonah uh, wants to watch them all, and also Jonah is now using me as a conduit to watch horror movies because he, sh- he can't watch them at home. No. The Conjuring Conduit. Which is not necessarily true, because we did watch half of uh, Winchester on Netflix. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you people? Uh, Jonah just put it on one night. You know oh. what I want her... What If I was picking last week, what I would have picked after Conjuring 2 would have been Hereditary. Um, I also have been itching to watch Hellraiser again, so I'd do Hellraiser so you can get some classics in there. Mm-hmm. Um if I wanted to gross you out, I would go for another Clive Barker and do uh, Midnight Meat Train. Okay. Like, I would... Not Candyman? I've never seen Candyman. You I haven't seen to. Candyman? Uh, you need to watch the original before the remake comes out. I, the remake also is looking fantastic, so I'm very does. excited. It does. I saw I trailers to. for that. That looks good stuff yeah i'm particularly now it is an exceptionally charged subject but it was when barker originally wrote and directed the thing as well what is the setup for Candyman? uh it is a uh a person of color who is erroneously sort of lynched for being accused of you know injuring individuals let's say this without okay. being totally spoiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the new iteration it is that a a gentleman went around giving candy to children and the children wound up finding candy that had you know razor blades and things in it and so they just the police the police in this instance uh shot him without a trial killed him to get rid of him and the murders continued happening so then his spirit is said to continue to you know reappear and punish those who uh ineffectually it's classic slasher setup it's yes. uh it's a jordan jordan peele is the director mm-hmm. for that right Correct. oh word mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yeah love i love jordan peele sorry i got really excited because oh. she, she still needs to watch get out no, and I've us seen get out oh then you need to watch us yeah yeah, she's she's you know she's married to Jonah. She's seen Get Out. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, Courtney's uh, journey down scary movie lane, I think, is going well. It's so embarrassing. Well, we, you know, <laughs> it's everybody has to explore, and horror in particular, is something near and dear to all of our hearts. Apropos, uh, I have finally so uh, because I, in a depressed state, like to go as far down the well as I can to drown myself. So I finally turned back around and decided I was going to start rereading or continue in reading Revival, the uh, Stephen King book that officially creeped me out because it was hitting a little too close to home and everything. Okay. And the uh, the rabbit hole goes deeper. Because the character whose mother died of ovarian cancer is a uh, a rhythm guitarist, and that is his stock and trade, and he becomes like a a touring player. And I'm sitting here, and there are all these weird musician 
tropes and things that I've experienced in my own life. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is way too creepy. Other than the fact the character got hooked on heroin at one point, I was terrified that somehow he had finally managed to see into my brain and write a character (laughs) based on me. Well, there is a reason why you pretty much stay straight edge because you are afraid of what would happen. So Mm -hmm. that could have been an alternate timeline where you tried it. Who knows? Thanks, Michael. String theory. Yeah, appreciate that. I'm, I'm sorry. In any event, it's been a riveting tale. I have really enjoyed it thus far, and it is starting to hit some creepier overtones, including some very Dr. Sleep-esque dream sequences where he is envisioning being in a home with all of these people in his sort of periphery that have died over the course of an amount of time. Okay. And it's... Very uh, spine tingling. Let's say that. So it's uh, it's quickly vaulting up into some of my faves. This is now my fourth King book in as many weeks. So I'm, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm you're back, back on, on my wagon. shit. Yeah. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, that's my contribution to the, the horror these days. Sometimes you find the story that you need, not necessarily the one you want. For sure. Um, I'm still reading through Raven at like a slower clip. And I've got lord of the rings back in the rotation a little bit just to balance out all the heaviness because mm. i'm i'm getting into the 70s with jim jones and that's leading up to everything going really right. really really bad and it's a it's the book i wanted you know it's the very historical you know deep matter of fact into, yeah so yeah. there's a lot of descriptions where i'm like ah ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel well, dirty after this You and I are friends on Goodreads, so in the words of your penis from episode one, Phantom Menace, oh yes, I'm watching your career with great interest. (laughs) (laughs) That was a multi-layered reference. Indeed. That was was beautiful. That was a hundred episodes worth of references. It's a full arc, (laughs) yes. Like a, a rainbow of urine, or another substance that we're also fond of. Shit. Yeah, Rest milk. Ah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I just was listening to the MSG episode with Melissa. She had not actually completed it, and so I'm I'm still in that headspace. <laughs> well, it's perfect. She enjoyed it immensely, by the way. Oh, cool. Including all of the breast milk talk. I could tell she was very thrilled by it. I, I would imagine nothing less. You on me for that. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And all of my, my Johnny Bravo <laughs> <laughs> oh mama oh mama oh mommy it's all very bad but in any event what we typically do on this show as we're alluding to here is we will dive into random esoteric topics like you know the aspersions cast at msg and uh, in the course of explaining it to one another we will leaven in the occasional lie because that is the shtick the premise for the show and it is incumbent on those of us here listening to separate the fact from fiction in situ as we discover it. And that is the game, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, the points do not matter and no one wins because we are all losers here. Losers forever. Wrong kid, Dad. So what do we got today? That's a good question, Courtney. Well, see, I thought that Michael was presenting today because as soon as I said I was ready, Michael was like, how about I go instead? 
I, I, I don't think that was, in point of fact, the actual exchange. No, I'm just giving him a hard I'm, time. I'm okay, I was like, I know I sounded in, in, incomprehensible because that's usually how, or that's incoherent. That's how I interpreted his uh, mouth mush of a I was going to say, if you have that open, uh, if oh, you yeah. don't, I'll read it because I actually have it handy. Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay. So let's uh, let's just uh, ooh, Michael. You also had a rant that you wanted to oh, get yeah. in here, as I recall, which oh, we've just bypassed. I've, I've already been just any anytime Arizona passes a bill about like, oh yeah, communism is bad. Teachers, we know you don't we don't pay you worth a damn, but now you got to talk about communism being bad, and now you got to provide resources on you know, firsthand experiences of why communism is bad. And then also, hey, Board of Education, you got to develop some sort of curriculum that deals with uh, how to teach, how to be, you know, civic-minded citizenry that uh, uh, defends the, you know, Constitution and liberty mm-hmm. and all that shit. And never discusses um, critical race theory. Nope. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that. No, that, never, that's, ever. that's, no, 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 that's, communism is bad. Oh, yeah, Michael yeah, said yeah. bad words. He's really on a rant. Yeah, he's in yeah. it. Guys, he's in it. I, I read that really and I just, I I felt for all of my teacher friends that I tangentially remember that I have interacted with. Um, and wow, they must really be good friends. Yeah, they're so lucky to have you. <laughs> Nobody's lucky to have me as a friend. <laughs> Thank Nobody. you for being a friend. <laughs> so the exchange has occurred in the disinformed thread, which really is a show unto itself, which amuses right. us. Uh, it's kind uh, of like the after dark of our own exchanges here. But Courtney indicated, and I quote, I'm ready to learn y'all a little something about ancient tattooing this week, unless somebody else wanted to present. Michael retorts <laughs> with, I should be done with my episode then, but I don't waiting if you want to prevent. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm point sorry. Courtney responded with, huh? Our tens of listeners are going, huh? So he types the same way he talks. And, and my exact what... comment that follows in this thread is his speech pattern has migrated to his writing style. <laughs> you can't expect a man to go through the amount of fanfics that he's gone through and come out the other end. <laughs> when you've the seen the shit that I've seen, <laughs> it changes like, a man. <laughs> I'm going to need to expect the same grace and consideration going forward then, because uh, <laughs> this is my brain on my mortal. Uh. Speaking of which, as a tease, since we have an, an inglorious segue here, we are going to be touching my immortal yet again. Whoa. So in upcoming fan friction, we are going to make... One more trip to the well, because we simply cannot help ourselves. So, Michael, what are we going to be doing in uh, um, next week's show? Uh, we'll be looking at a fan fiction of My Immortal, uh, where it is actually written coherently and actually pretty detailed. Um, though, unfortunately, it is not complete. Uh, the author stopped after the fourth chapter, after the... Um, very memorable, 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 memorable. The memorable. Madam memorable. I think he's just excited from memories from his memorable day. Yes, I love memorable. Makes me miserable. It pretty much is going to be a fan fiction up to where Dumbledore yells, "What the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers?" But it is written. 
more in the line of how Dumbledore would actually say it. Indeed, which so. if I remember the line from how you said it to me, which is what sold me on this whole process, is this is a terribly compromising position for me to find you all in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, fine, I'll fuck around with one more time. <laughs> no, typos. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. After what you released this morning, I don't think you can go any further down than that, so... <laughs> Uh, that was pretty saucy. <laughs> I think Shane also was uh, trying to say we release that every Wednesday on YouTube. We sure do. On At least dis- almost every Wednesday. On Disinformed Podcast on YouTube, which we don't have a custom URL for yet because we you don't guys have don't people. go subscribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Smash that like button and all that. All you haters eat my taters. <laughs> and speaking of taters... You know, you know what though your uh, your breast milk segue was actually I could have definitely used that because the breast milk. I guess apparently that's a thing that I write into all of my episodes. Well, <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> you had my curiosity, but now, now you have, you his, have ooh, my mommy. attention. <laughs> oh, mommy! Now you have his oh, mama! Oh, oh mommy! <laughs> Uh, but as previously alluded to, um, I did do um, a, quite a bit of research on ancient tattooing practices. Um, I thought they were really interesting. And so that's going to be our topic today. Does anybody have any like knowledge of that before yeah. we jump in? I heard their first record, uh, and it's uh, I really Perfect. appreciated uh, all, all the things she said as relative running to you your and head. your shows. Indeed, running Perfect. through my head. John, you're a tattooed person. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you know about tattoos? You shouldn't be allowed gainful employment or steady income or heroin before 8 p.m. Oh, look at John. He's filling his gas tank. He's heavily tattooed, so I know that he had to beg for money. Uh, <laughs> and Michael, Michael knows he's unintelligent. So <laughs> here, John, this will make sense to you as well, because out of the again, out of the mouth of King, Things that apply to our own life, but he's kicked out of a band, of course, because of his addiction to the horse, and he's trying to stay one more night in, like, the O'Connell Lodge that he's just urinated all over. And uh, he's begging the lady at the front desk, and she's like, no, your your credit card's been declined. And he says, listen, it, it happens occasionally. It's just the thing. It's just run it again. And she says, sir, I look at you, and I don't have to. Ooh. I was like, Ooh. that's a, yeah, as a musician, I feel that. Um, certainly but to answer your question courtney well uh the only thing that i know is that they stick you at the pointy end oh okay so it's just like how you like it anyways yes (laughs) there's a popular trend on tiktok right now where it asks um if you just took what you had tattooed on your body into a fight like how well would you do and i really think you'd be okay john i would be screwed i have a uh a velociraptor that knows how to work a camera uh, I have a terrifying girl uh, with no face because birds ate her face. I have a, a UFO. I have a big, uh, you know, dumb fucking fish that looks like a that could be a koi. Her name um, is Becky, and you will show her some respect. <laughs> I I also have a feather, uh, but I mean it's a black feather. So, Michael, <laughs> huh? And anyway, your, your cactus friend isn't he? Armed? Oh fuck yeah! I forgot about that guy. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I have pistol. I have pistol Pete on my my thigh, and he uh, he has two guns, so I think I'd be okay. And he's also a bad motherfucker because he's a cactus that smokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so cancer uh, is cool, guys. You know, contrary oh, yeah. 
to what we said previously. Uh, this is just proving the commenter who continues to state that we need to lay off the wacky tabacky <laughs> on the Stardust Ranch episode on YouTube. Wait, what this, happened? Yeah, there's a gentleman who has commented like four times that we need to stop ingesting anything marijuana related in various forms and fashions. Every time, all on the uh, Stardust Ranch episode. Sounds and like so a real fun just, guy. You're willing him out here that you can't even remember how many tattoos you have on your body. <laughs> if he can, uh, if he can timestamp when we talk about it, then I'll be convinced that he's actually listened. Oh, it's a fine true. point. Gauntlet Pixar thrown down. Hold my beer. But don't worry, I'll forget that I said this. You fucking fuck. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Gummy Tummy Troubles, Volume 2. Good stuff. Courtney, continue. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I have five lies for you guys. Yay! Um, but I'm going to actually start off by debunking a myth, because we're all liars, so why don't we just start with a nice debunk right out of the way, and then we'll mm. dive in. Okay. Um, so a lot of people, at least in the U.S., associate tattooing with sailors. Um, you might understand it as American traditional tattoos. You may have seen them. Um, they've been very popular for a very long time. It's just a national fixation on semen. It, exactly. True. Truly. Mm -hmm. And so basically the myth is that Captain James Cook was actually the one who discovered tattooing um, when he had gone on one of his expeditions and he had gone to Hawaii and he had seen them marking themselves with these, you know, pigments, and they were self-mutilating in his mind, and they were putting, you know, soot into their scars. And though he did see it happening, it was clearly not the first time that had ever happened. Um, people have been tattooing for thousands of years. Um, but the one part of him and his travels to Hawaii is that actually the word that we use today for tattoo comes from their language, um, but it's spelled slightly different. It's um, T-A-T-A-U. And so eventually that was more modernized to kind of more of the Western audience because around 1771 um, is when he actually came back and published what he had seen. And that's how kind of the West found out about tattooing. Is it is Hawaii bullshit? Because I had thought it was the, the I'm going to butcher it, the Maori of New Zealand. It's not the Maori of New Zealand. No? No. Oh. It's actually uh, Polynesia. So they, oh. he was actually in Tahiti at the time. So very, oh. very good job, okay. Michael. Okay. Interesting. Little bit. I, I, I know that she the Maori lie. do a lot of tattooing, and that I see. We're going to talk about the Maori yeah, tribe. Five. Ooh, excellent. Very interesting. Um, I know that they do the very intimidating like war dance uh, before they play sports games. Just kidding, That's not one of them. No. Name name five. The haka? Yes, the haka. Bless you. Ooh, I put that on my tacos. It's delicious. <laughs> it's, it's got tasty. that craveable umami flavor. Mm. Oh, mommy. <laughs> oh, mommy. But of course, Cook is just a really great example of any time a white man says he discovered anything, it's probably <laughs> been going on for like a hot minute. <laughs> True. <laughs> like the clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's been there it's been going on and you've just been missing out i have discovered the glitter <laughs> publish it i stuck a flag in it send it i, <laughs> I claim this for the queen and england 
The queen's all like, uh, yeah, I already knew this existed. <laughs> well, no, the queen would probably it. be like, what strange hillock is this that you've given me? Why are you stabbing me with a flag in the crotch? <laughs> I was not aware that I had a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what are these strange lumps under my eyes? Those are your tits, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I clear my throat, I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it when men learn things. <laughs> we gotta we, tell the world. <laughs> we don't learn. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. <laughs> Today I learned that there's a female orgasm, oh, or so God. I've been told. <laughs> Why did your mom you tell really, you that? <laughs> can you really learn it if you've never seen it, Michael? I've been told it's the oh, myth. Okay. <laughs> I've seen documentaries on it. Spent Billy Eilish spent. told me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can't keep so, giving me space. Just, We're just yeah, going to keep joking. Keep <laughs> yeah, you need to rumble. I'm just going to just start reading right off the page and just go with it. Do it. Um, so as I mentioned, though, we in America a lot of times associate our history of tattooing with sailors. And though I didn't focus a ton on that, I did want to throw some fun little like sailor tattoo fun facts in here for you guys. Okay. Um, so these are basically traditional style tattoos um, that sailors would get um, kind of based on their accomplishments. Um, so, for example, like if someone has a fully rigged ship tattoo, um, a lot of times that would stand for they had traveled around Cape Horn. Um, so they had completed that journey, so you would go and you would get a full ship tattooed. Um, another one is a swallow tattoo, which I think is still pretty popular today. <laughs> Sorry, Shane, are you okay? That's a bird, you pervert. <laughs> I got this. I got this one because I was the one in the barrel. <laughs> I went and got me a swallow tattoo. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, in the course of this podcast, seen Shane get rocked by such a juvenile. <laughs> like, you, I Obviously, you haven't s- been paying attention. <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen his face because if his mouth was full of water. Oh, oh no, we, we, can, we can definitely clip that. That's oh Jesus! <laughs> so again, because I, I got distracted there because I have no attention span. Yeah. What was the swallow tattoo for again? The bird. Yes, I know. Yes, yeah, yes. The <laughs> African swallow. It carries half a a, a coconut. Why is this always about race with you, Michael? Oh God. Um, <laughs> well, what is the land speed of an unladen African swallow? Seven. There we go. What was the tattoo for? It, so that represented traveling three thousand nautical miles. Okay. So anytime, so you would see like a lot of guys would get one on each side of their chest. So that would be two different trips totaling 6,000 nautical miles. And then this one is just, this is a classic. Um, An anchor tattoo uh, would symbolize crossing the Atlantic. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Usually associated with mom tattooed underneath it. (laughs) Exactly. And then uh, this one is fairly obvious. Um, Hula girls were tattooed on guys who had made it to Hawaii and back. Apparently that used to be quite a journey. Is that a euphemism? No. Could be. All right. Noted. 
Uh, but anyway, so these are basically different types of sailor tattoos. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, but next time you see like your casual like hipster at a coffee shop, definitely ask them about their excursions. Report back to me. I'd really love to know where they've been. I'm not sure you want to, because if you're asking a modern sort of miscreant, <laughs> they're going to talk about their Tinder date last week. Exactly. That's that's what we want. Oh, you want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John's in the room with you, so. Hi. <laughs> what, you, what would you like to know? <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the cat bowl. <laughs> if, you, uh, <laughs> if you feed me vegan wings, I'll grant you three wishes. Oh, my God. Wow. You you're a genie in a bottle. Then. So until more recent years, uh, the earliest actual recordings of tattoos were from Egypt. Um, so a lot of different mummies and stuff they've been able to um, examine, and they found a lot of tattoos there. Um, but actually, in recent years, another man was discovered. Um, he was deemed the Iceman because um, he was discovered in Iceland. Very creative. And uh, with the help of carbon dating, he's estimated to be about 5,200 years old. Uh, is he really from Iceland or is he from the Alps? You're doing very well, Michael. I'm very a, impressed. Is this going to be a knockout? This is crazy. Um, so he was actually from the Italian-Austrian border. Yeah. Is where they found his Jeez. mummy. But I used to charge. know his name, but I've forgotten it. Um, Did the individual who discovered it uh, stop and extol? <gasps> Ooh, mummy. <laughs> Ooh, mummy. Yeah. But he actually had tattoos? He did. And so oh. um, the tattoos that he had were actually... Can you pronounce it correctly? Tattoo? Tattoo? Titty. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Show me your tramp stamp. Yeah, no, the tattoos <laughs> that they had found on him, they were actually traced to folklore of the area. Um, so oh. he had like these kind of looked like maybe creatures that had been tattooed on his body. And so that was one of the really interesting things about that discovery is not only did they carbon date something that old and had this mummy that was in great shape, but the fact that he actually had tattoos that were discernible. See, this is how you know that uh, Harry Potter is really, truly a transcendent franchise if it's managed to, you know, go back in time. <laughs> True. That was quality. True. What? <laughs> Creature is the name of a house elf, Michael, in case you're oh, not following, but... I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking of tattoos. I like, it's again, I, I don't make sense to most people, Michael. You don't have to apologize for me being esoteric. I people mean, have come I know to terms I don't, with this. I know <laughs> I don't make any sense to anyone, so that's why I need to be, like, catching up with everyone. That's why we're kin, Michael. My God, he's becoming self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Next Kill me before it spreads. Here. On August 29th, 1999, Michael <laughs> became self-aware. Ah! <laughs> I'm a frog. <laughs> and Sur a hack. <laughs> Survivors of the tragedy would go on to note that day as disinformed day. Oh. Ba-bum, bum, ba-bum. Rest in power, Michael. <laughs> One of the things oh. that... <laughs> No. Oh, no. Uh, Start the intro music here. Yeah, just... just yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Now I gotta do that, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that I was not really prepared for was how many pictures of mummies were gonna come up during this hmm. research. I didn't realize how many documented cases there were of 
tattooed people from thousands of years ago. Um, but prior to literally unearthing the Iceman, um, the oldest and best documented tattooing came out of Egypt, um, as I'd mentioned before, um, to the point where bronze tattooing tools had even been discovered in tombs dating back to 1450 B.C. Um, generally speaking, it was going to be female mummies um, with the permanent markings on their body, and they were from around the same time. Um, excavators, um, which were primarily male, of course, uh, assumed that the tattooed women um, were, they like had to have been prostitutes or dancing girls because why else would they have tattoos? Like clearly it was some kind of like ward against STDs. Like that is the only thing they could come up with for the reason that these women were tattooed. As opposed to being the Pharaoh's harem. <laughs> Interesting you mentioned that, but... Um, actually, these women were, they were buried in the same area as a lot of other royal and elites. Um, it was assumed for a while that they were royal concubines. Mm -hmm, because women um, are just property. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're not for sex, what are they for? Indeed. Um, but after further research and the reading of her funerary inscription, um, they realized that one of the most tattooed corpses they had found um, was of a high priestess named Amumet. So they were very far off. This was a very important cultural practice for the elites of the time. Now, obviously, this is going to depend on the level of desiccation, right? Because oftentimes, you know, you're not going to have a lot of skin. So I don't know how you would differentiate pigmentation there. That's what I was thinking, too. I wanted to ask about that. So, really interesting. One of the things that they've done with a lot of these mummies is they put them through MRI and X-ray. Oh, okay. And the pigment in the skin, it's it's there. Oh. And so you may not yeah. be able to see it with the naked eye, but when they do the imaging, huh. it still has that kind of like magnetic response, as my understanding. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's because there. it's not biological it. material. It's whatever sort of thing they ground up that makes that color. And we're going to talk about that. Okay, so Ooh. we've got the, you know, the Arkham Knight Batman approach here. I got it. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll Detective agree. mode. Yeah, yeah, you got to scan to see whether or not they've got, you know, bionic arms. Right. <laughs> this person was killed in New Mexico. I can tell that by this shark tooth that they have embedded in their asshole. <laughs> John I'm the world's greatest detective. <laughs> It seems like someone's put pineapple on this pizza. <laughs> Martha? <laughs> no. Martha. Martha, your pizza's ready. <laughs> Ooh, <understand>. mommy. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> so at the time, uh, basically, the tradition was that older women would tattoo the younger women in specific dot patterns um, on their stomachs, on the tops of their thighs, and then on the tops of their breasts as well. And these Landing were... zones? Yeah, exactly. All the pertinent areas. No, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta have some name yeah. for. Uh... <laughs> Man, you would have been a riot. <laughs> yeah, Shane in ancient Egypt is really killing it. <laughs> they, no, they'd be really killing me, I uh, think. Yes. Are you... <laughs> No. <laughs> what what corpse escaped from the underground? <laughs> oh, no. Um, the reason that they were placed in those positions was they were considered to be like a permanent amulet of protection. So all of those different regions had to do specifically with childbirth or pregnancy. And so the idea was that you would mark yourself there and <laughs> you you were on the right track. 
Um, you would mark yourself there, and that would be a cause for protection. Um, another popular tattoo at the time would be a small um, figure of the deity Isis, um, who is the goddess of fertility. And they would tattoo that on the tops of their thighs. Um, so just like what John has with Cactus Pete over here, except fertility. Same but different. Was, was Isis the god of fertil- goddess Sorry, of fertility? Yes, yeah, she is the goddess of fertility. Okay, okay. Uh, though I am calling bullshit on the markings on the, the breasts and other areas as the protective amulets. That's Those are 100% true. Okay. You gotta wow. protect the boobs. You gotta. They are important for childbirth. <laughs> well, after the fact, so. And also that umami flavor. Exactly. Yep. Are you doing a Ben Shapiro bit, Michael, or dude? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's obviously... Oh, no, I'm, I'm not even going to try and fake... <sighs> it's quite a feat yeah. you've got there, sir. <laughs> oh, give me them feet. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Shapiro's autobiography yeah. is called The Agony of the Feet. Uh. <laughs> Agony of the Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It should come as no surprise to you why it was only women getting these tattoos, because men obviously did not have any fucking clue about anything with childbirth or pregnancy at the time, nor did they care. Nor do they do or know anything about to this day. Exactly. And the craziest thing, and one of the articles I read, was they actually started tattooing girls at the age of five or six. Is when you would start getting these tattoos as you would go into womanhood. Um, So ideally, you know, it would help protect you as you went through puberty and then also as you started bearing children. Which, isn't that, like, the same age as, like, your daughter that's not your daughter, Michael, isn't she like five or six? She's six. Could you yeah. imagine her being tattooed at this age? Yeah. Like, how crazy? Uh, I can't because she would probably fight tooth and nail and maybe kill a person <laughs> um, on the way to get tattooed. She's vicious. Uh, so, yeah. How are you tried still putting her standing? Down? Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for her mother, uh, I wouldn't be. She would probably kill me in my sleep. <laughs> Do you need, is this a call for help? Blink. Blink twice. You've seen seen the threatening gestures that she makes at me during concerts. Yeah, it's adorable. It's after you you slipped her a molly. Oh, God. That was nothing. Nothing of the sort. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to just keep rolling here. Show me on the doll where she touched you. Michael's going to get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Or erected, either way. No, neither. Uh, the instruments used uh, to do tattooing were actually not very far off what would be still used as far as the 1800s. Um, so one writer describes the process was performed with seven needles tied together to prick the skin in the desired pattern, and then ink would be rubbed into the open wounds. Um, this ink was generally consist of soot and breast milk. And that, no. I'm just not, I'm not going to even let you guess. It's not a lie. They would soot. use soot and breast milk sometimes they would use the liquid of the gallbladder from a sheep or goat but generally breast milk was easier to come by was there a a, as far as i'm not a religious reason but was there a was there an actual like science reason behind it or were they like oh the, the protection you need breast milk from someone that's already had children, it will help protect you in the future or something like that. I did, did cannot verify that. Okay. Science. <laughs> They're like, hey, 
if we shoot breast milk into the wound, it keeps better. The ink doesn't dry or something like that. Or it's like, oh, because this person's already a mother, they'll imbue you with the same motherly, I don't know, energy that you would need to survive childbirth. I think what Michael's trying to ask is, are they superstitious? Well, considering they were tattooing deities on their body as a ward, I would say, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, which is why I asked. They're little stitious. <laughs> not hyperstitious. Yep, exactly. Um, so I- <laughs> stitious gets stitches, yes. Exactly. When at this point, too, like, obviously, like, the images were very crude. Like, they were doing this with just needles usually a hard instrument to pound that into the skin like it was just like not a great time hammer and chisel um but <laughs> the the important part was the placement and not necessarily the quality of the image which of course Fair. with tattooing today quite the opposite if you're not a moron or in prison <laughs> or in prison but also there is there there are some artists in prison <laughs> Listen, okay. leave your brother out of this. From experience, John? <laughs> no, like something like not like the I'm not talking about like the crazy like guys that tattoo Nazis on people's foreheads, but there are some like prison tattoo artists that So listen, John are... uh, John was in Tent City, uh-huh. you know, for a weekend that one summer and that's why he's got cactus beat. We've all stumbled on prison talks and we've all stumbled on, you know That's true actually. I do have watched how they make ink in prison. Yeah. I'm yeah. not entirely crazy. It, was it like how it's made on the Science Channel where they... Never no, mind. it was like a Pringles can, and then you set it on fire, and then you scrape out all of the like soot in the Pringles can, and then you hydrate that, and then you tattoo. Oh. They mixed it with something else, but I don't remember. Not also, No, I don't think they have some, a lot of that in men's prisons. I mean, they could. I'm just going to make this clear. Um, I'm not advocating for the prison tattooers <laughs> that tattoo, you know, swastikas and dumb shit. <laughs> oh, no. You're just advocating for the prison tattooers that do other things than that. Like art. Yes, yeah, we got it. Yeah. 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 I, okay. Well, art. I mean, I've I've seen them put, like, you know, some sweet and sugar cereal and honey buns together in order to make, like, a special treat for after dinner. But yum, that, yum, that's yum. all. Prison snacks are great snacks. I agree. I've, I've lived in prison my entire life. <laughs> John, if you uh, if you need help, just blink. <laughs> <laughs> He's blinked in three days. <laughs> I'm scared to blink. So ancient Egyptian women weren't the only people embracing body art. Um, in 1948, uh, there was a body found that was about uh, 2,400 years old. Um, it was a body of a Scythian man um, that was discovered preserved in ice in Siberia. Um, his limbs and torso were covered in tattoos. I just love and watching Michael's eyes light up every time you make episode. an illusion. Yes, he's he's totally stimulated. Well, no, the the Scythians I I mentioned in Weed you War did. One. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. sure did. So it's, it's it, I I always enjoy like overlap and stuff like that. It's, Thank it's you, cool. Whitey Mike. Yeah, huh. yeah, I like overlap. I just like to see when all the things connect together. It's like a giant puzzle. It makes my episode sound more authentic. You love it to makes see them it. Sound more coherent. You love no. to see it. Coherent? Yeah. Okay. You mean, I mean Zero plus pretty much zero is still slightly more than zero, right? You're okay, can we talk the about tattoos? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, 
so they found this guy, and then in 1993, um, a woman with tattoos on her shoulders, wrists, and thumb um, were f- discovered in the same area and f- assumed to be from around the same date um, as the other body that was found. Which thumb? I don't know. Ruins the immersion. Yeah, just yeah. don't worry about it. I'm pulled out. <laughs> it was intended to uh, signify the power glove. <laughs> Uh, so essentially, the reason that they believed they were so heavily tattooed was um, that their people groups uh, considered tattoos as a mark of nobility, and not to have them was a testimony of low birth. So basically, kind of a status symbol, but very much reversed to a lot of people's assumptions today. John should have good employment as he is very noble from all of his very yes. stately tattoos. Yes. I also that this is kind of a generational thing, I think, depending upon, you know, uh, I'd say the contemporary climate. Certainly the millennials uh, have much less uh, of a negative connotation attached to someone who has tattoos. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep, Exactly. Um, another ancient account of tattoos um, comes from uh, Britain, um, where they found um, tattoos that were in diverse shapes of beasts, again, tattooed on their body. For some reason, like, continental Europe really into animal tattoos. Hmm. Um, amongst the Greeks and the Romans, the use of tattoos, or what they called stigmata, um, as seems to have been largely used as a means to mark someone as belonging. Stigmata bullshit? No. Okay. I thought that was really, really interesting because that's the root word huh. for stigmatize, uh, which is very much related to tattooing. I think it's also well, because, you know, the they're questioning because of the negative connotation towards Christianity that many of the Romans had at the time. <laughs> yeah, the whole idea with the stigmata and with the hands and all mm. that stuff for... For Jesus. So for it to be co-opted is interesting. Mm-hmm. But they haven't yeah. studied what most of the Christianized holidays are, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Um, so basically, they were used as a sign of belonging, either, you know, as a religious sect or in the case of owning slaves. A lot of times, you know, if you did own slaves, they would mark them so that, you know, if they tried to escape... They would be able to be returned to the correct home, which is a real bummer. Uh, I, I thought you were going that like the owners would have a checklist tattooed on them, where it was like <laughs> no! Jesus running down the arm of like eighty-seven, just like yep, all right. <sighs> Oof. Um, I flipped the story. I'm I'm straight with you now. I see yep, what you mean. Exactly, and then also you know they were also starting to adopt um, tattooing of criminals. So it was a way to mark someone as untrustworthy or that they had committed a crime, Um, which makes it really interesting that around the same time in Egypt, it was actually being ruled by Macedonian Greek monarchs. Um, But the pharaoh of the time had um, tattoos of ivy leaves um, symbolizing his devotion to Dionysus. um, Which would have been considered not appropriate at the time, but... It was his form of worship to the deity. And fun fact for anybody not familiar with uh, Greek mythology, uh, Dionysus is the god of wine and the patron deity of the royal house. Um, The fashion of tattooing was uh, later adopted by Roman soldiers and spread across the Roman Empire until 
you guessed it, the emergence of Christianity. Because as you all were waiting for, they're the villains yet again. Fuck, you've never done anything wrong ever in our fucking lives, and you fucking know it. (laughs) (laughs) The referee is fucking horse shit. I never did that. Holy Christ. (laughs) Take it back. So Christianity obviously started to make an it's moved there through the Roman Empire, and they consider tattooings, tattooings, <laughs> Tatooine, tattooings. Yeah, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Exactly, um, ah. tattoos were considered to disfigure um, the image of God, and your body is supposed to be a temple, and so by marking it, you are clearly desecrating it, and therefore are not worth anything. Now, this is also something that is prominent more in the Jewish faith as well. So I'm I'm going to call bullshit on that being a, a purely Christian belief. Um, from the article that I read, it very heavily cited Christianity. Okay. Um, the reason being is it was banned by Emperor Constantine. Um, so at the time, it was very centered on oh. that area that he had banned tattooing because of a devotion to the Christian faith, or at least that was kind of the happenings in the area. Okay. Reasonable. Did it say um, what sort of, because uh, he was he was very prominent in uh, a couple of councils, like the Council of Nicaea, where a lot of the more um, modern, not modern day, but the more um, concrete uh, practices were cemented, I guess. Um, <laughs> Are you I, building I, something? Yeah. My, Michael's Apparently, listening to the Apocrypals uh, and he wants to flex for a second. The The question I'm asking is, did it specify when he made that proclamation? Um, Based on the article that I'm citing, um, and this is going to be from Smithsonian Magazine, um, okay. it says it was around 306 to 373 AD. Okay, I wouldn't know when those councils were. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> Go figure. But I do know that he was he was a very prominent figure in defining the practices or orthodoxy of. of yeah, we of all watched the, the Da Vinci Code, Michael. You're not special. Wait, <sighs> Courtney, I'm sorry. Just Courtney sent just me the Jesus article. Jesus had a son. Oh. Jesus had a son. Courtney sent me the article. Michael, or was it, says, it a daughter? I can't remember. The clarification: It says your mom's a hoe. Well, that is also <laughs> obvious and was verified by Emperor Constantine in that time. So ding, ding, ding. Yes. But never fear, guys, because not only were the Christians ruining things in Rome, a lot of them were going on uh, missions all around and specifically to Polynesia. Um, So those missionaries were like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Why are you covering yourself in this black ink? Like, why is this happening? Like, you need to turn from this evil satanic shit. Please don't eat me. (laughs) It's the devil's ink. Exactly. And so... Uh, basically they were like, nah, like God's not really like into tattoos. Like we got to really like change this up. And most of the, the groups of people that they were um, visiting were like, no, like, what are you talking about? This is like our tradition and we're going to continue to uphold it. At least from the research I did, it does seem like a big part of why tattoos have been stigmatized in the past was due to Christianity, but it also had a lot to do with the way um, that a lot of cultures use them to mark people as criminals. Um, So we actually see this taking place um, in Chinese mummies um, dating back to 1200 BC. Um, Hmm. They would be 
um, tattooed back in the day. It was like cool and fine until the Han Dynasty rolls around, and then only criminals were marked with tattoos. Huh. <laughs> do you want to ask some dates about that, Michael, just for clarification? Yeah, do you want to no, cat- I don't know shit about Chinese history. So. Oh, I thought your encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of history would have extended to the Han Dynasty. I'm not that much of a savant. Okay? So now, what exhaustive. about the Chewy Dynasty? Uh, well, no, I know even less about that. All I know is that they screamed a lot and they yielded crossbows. Wielded. Gilded. <laughs> I yield! yielded only to crossbows. <laughs> yes, the second one comes onto the field of battle. Ha! Huh. And sometimes on your face. Preferably. With a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Chewy, come here! <laughs> Into the garbage chute, Flyboy. Are we all familiar with uh, the Yakuza from Japan? I saw them on a Simpsons episode, absolutely. I was going to say that's a great video game franchise. The Iron Fist. Yes. Now I don't know what either of you are talking about. Um, <laughs> there's so- there's literally a video yes. game series called Yakuza. Great. And there was yes. also an episode of The Simpsons where Marge opened up a pretzel-making franchise and uh, brought in Fat Tony as her muscle and enforcer. And so the folks that ran the the PETA uh, compet- competitor brought in the Yakuza to fight them. <laughs> so the episode like, ends. Sounds like such a Simpsons episode. <laughs> it's marvelous. Goodness. So the Yakuza is the Japanese equivalent of the Mafia, um, and they were generally um, identifiable by their really elaborate tattoos, um, mm-hmm. even to the point where uh, modern bathhouses and hot springs today do not allow tattooed people. Um, so even when we were traveling through Japan, because I am tattooed, if we wanted to go to a bathhouse or a hot spring, we would have to find one specifically that would allow tattooed people in because clearly i am a member of the mafia and why would you want to go to a bath house courtney to be clean for nudes obviously well that escalated quickly (laughs) let's turn down the lights and talk about this for a minute (laughs) tell me your name and where you went to school Hi, my name is Jeffrey Dahmer. I uh, I went down the the road here at uh, Wuskawashai and uh, want to get real fucked up, take you home and uh, watch The Exorcist 3. Checks out. You want to make some chocolates? Yes. You mind if I shellac your dick and keep it as a a paperweight? Go for it. Well, perfect. Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. Um, As we all know, uh, tribal tattoos... Not cool on white frat boys. Very cool when done traditionally by people from those cultures. Huh. Just a just a thought. I don't know. The more you know. It might be a hot take. <laughs> we can edit this. <laughs> no, this he is, can't. This is too extreme of a take. <laughs> you're I gotta cut it. <laughs> if you're referring to uh, to you know white boys, it's a hot tank. I'm afraid. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Michael, why are you still laughing? Because it's know. funny. <laughs> um, but basically, when we talk about tribal t- tattoos, a lot of times we're talking about those out of Polynesia, or as Michael mentioned before, the Maori tribe, which is from New Zealand. Um, their tattoos and their traditions are really fucking cool. Honestly, I probably should have taken the time to do a whole episode on just them. Um, which you could i won't but i like (laughs) like the idea because it's a very cool culture um but um each of their tattoos designs or what they call moco 
um, are unique to the wearer. Um, so these designs convey status, abilities, and even ancestry. And they also have the most hardcore way of putting in tattoos of anyone that I read about. Um, they would take an animal bone and they would sharpen it to a point. They would chisel and cut the design into your body. And then they would rub a pigment of soot um, and then tap that into the wound as well. Hmm. Um, and then eventually it would heal over, the scab would go away, and the ink would be left. So obviously much more traumatic um, than other forms of tattooing, um, or even like the seven needles, where at least you're, you're making multiple dots at the same time. This is like a very painstakingly way to get tattoos. Um, all of these tattoos had very deep symbolic meanings. Um, warriors would receive tattoos as rites of passage, and they were in used to enhance their features. Um, a lot of them were face tattoos, um, and they were considered to make men more attractive. Um, because it showed, you know, what they had accomplished. That's why Mike Tyson got them, right? Yeah, exactly. I want to show the world what I've done. <laughs> hey, Shane. I'm going to knock them motherfuckers out. <laughs> Don't look at me, Crossways. I'll come get you. Oh. <laughs> I know you sleep. I got a tiger, bitch. Um, hey, Courtney, do you find me attractive just because I got this thing on my face? <laughs> no. Do you see me in your sleep? Uh, hey, Courtney. <laughs> Ideally, no. That would be really... Really unfortunate. You want to see how hard I punch? <laughs> Maori women were also tattooed, <laughs> uh, with theirs also being concentrated to their faces, um, more so around their noses and lips. Um, tattoos around the mouth and chin prevented the skin from wrinkling and kept their appearances young. Um, there are even records of this um, being performed as recently as the 1970s. Um, the face tattoos was a big one that the Christians were like, I no, please stop. Um, but the Maori tribe was like, you can just leave, actually. That'd you be really chill. Fuck right off. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my probably favorite things that I came across in all of my research um, was learning about um, Kurdish women um, from Syria who tattooed themselves. Um, this holds a lot of significance to me because my mom's side of the family immigrated from Syria in the early 1900s. And so learning that we came from a culture that also prized tattoos was really cool. Yeah. Um, but basically, there's one tribe um, that is really known for it, and they're actually unfortunately dying out. Most of the women who have these very traditional tattoos are well into their 60s, um, as young women don't find it attractive to do, even though it was a beauty standard in the past. Um, many of the um, Syrian women and a lot of Kurdish women, so this is in like Turkey and other countries kind of in that region where they were all kind of considered nomad people and the border also moves around a lot in that area. So it's a quite a big people group. Um, but basically at the age of 10, girls would start getting tattoos on their hands and on their faces um, and they had different types of significance. Um, this included images of inverted Vs um, that would be in a geometrical pattern. Um, they would have um, earth symbols like the sun and the moon and the stars, and even some had animal designs. Um, I read about one woman who had two gazelles tattooed on her chin, and Ooh. the thought was that she had had that done because it, gazelles were considered a symbol of high beauty, and so she wanted to have that on her face, which is a bold Checks move. Checks out. Yeah. Um, so was that 
was it specific to a certain uh, subculture of Kurdish um, peoples? Or was that something that all Kurdish people would do? Uh, my understanding from what I read, and it's not really well documented because a lot of people didn't realize that that was like a tradition or they've been very private about mm-hmm. their traditions, yeah. is that the area, um, the specifically in the article I was reading, I don't know if this is pronounced correctly, but it's the area is called Cobain, K-O-B-A-N-E. And so mm-hmm. specifically, the women are from that region. Um, they did mention there's other places that have similar tattooing traditions, um, but mainly they mentioned Kurdish Syrian women. So it was more localized. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the different symbols, of course, had different meanings, like the gazelle. Um, but another thing that was really important to them was protection from the evil eye. Um, that was a really big thing. And so you might get a tattoo on your forehead or on your face as a ward of protecting against the evil eye. Um, so it definitely got a little witchy. And they also would use them as therapies. Um, so there was actually a lot of uh, documentation of different um, areas or joints having small tattoos um, as thought to alleviate pain. Um, and that was actually documented uh, elsewhere as well, well, not just in the Middle East. Again, popular placements that included the face, hands, breasts, and ankles. A lot of the pictures of the women that they did have, this was a National Geographic article, I believe, um, really faded, but you could see it on their chin. So that was the, probably the most popular spot that they had photographed. Um, That particular group was really interesting, but I think the thing that really blew my mind the most was you could almost take any continent and you could find some kind of tradition of marking bodies, whether that be permanent, whether that be paint. It was something that almost like inherently, like humans need to mark ourselves and differentiate. Um, So it, it really makes sense now, I think more than ever, that we're continuing to kind of embrace that. Um, Not necessarily in the ancestral way where we're carrying on like lines or art, but more in the sense of we are all trying to really diversify and connect with art through self-expression, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, I did read some articles, um, I think I kind of mentioned before, about tattooing and how it evolved over the last kind of hundred years in North America, um, which I might consider doing an episode on if people enjoyed this or like learning about this topic. Yeah. Um, because it's pretty interesting. Um, and then you can kind of see um, the juxtaposition of tattooing to protect during childbirth so you don't die and going and getting a $50 pizza zombie tattoo uh, with your friends. Yeah. Because those are very connected, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Which were you yes. trying to uh, protect yourself from, the pizza or the zombie? <laughs> Or both. Oh, both. I Pizza apocalypse is my worst nightmare. Yes, yeah, two things I'm terrified of. It's empty calories and uh, an empty skull. <laughs> it's very valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I said earlier, but if we were going into a fight with tattoos, I would be royally screwed. Mm. As I have a pizza zombie, a dove, and a poppy flower. So I guess I have opium, which would be like, you know, maybe helpful. So at least you wouldn't feel it while you yeah. were dying. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, at least you won't be, you know, suffering when it when the end comes. You would so blend in with the other pizza zombies. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, you have the uh, the Holy Ghost with you. 
<laughs> I think he left me. I think we're good there. <laughs> uh, but that is, uh, that's what I have for you on some little brief history on the ancient tattooing practices around the world. Fabulous. Fantastic. That was great. So we got two. Yes. Or Michael, rather, got I, yeah, two. Yeah, I was going to say. I take no credit for this. Where where did Michael fall short? <laughs> yeah. Because it, 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 it's, it's a reflection of me and my inca- yeah. incapability. Well, you you, you should have studied the Han Dynasty a bit more, bud. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very uh, Eurocentric in my history knowledge. No, I thought you were more obsessed with the Hung Dynasty. No, I don't know anything about that. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Did we have any other stabs before we dive into? Uh... Um, I was worried about the fascination with animals, with European tattooing in particular. That was one thing that I I thought about as you were mentioning it, and that sounded a little odd to me. But uh... interesting, though, no, that one is uh, true according okay. to the article I read. My only counter to that would be based off of the cave paintings that a lot of people do, like that a lot of that are still known or like well documented a lot of them feature uh animals uh as as a measure of like this is what was hunted yeah. or this was what was killed are you that, mansplaining that's... my topic to shane no i, I yeah. think no, that's I'm also why i think that that would be true michael that's also ubiquitous to every fucking culture on the planet <laughs> Yes. Any cave painting anywhere typically has some form of representation of either the animal or the flora in the general area, Get him including dead. depictions of them doing something to or around it. Eroticized though it may be to you, it's, this isn't unique mm. to just Europe. Oh, I mean that's that's. So I'm I'm just trying to suss out what is it about the European functionality, unless they're just aroused by pigs and Black Mirror <laughs> is true. Hmm. Nope. Got a pig. That was where, where my pig. <laughs> where my pig. <laughs> that was not amongst them. So Michael did catch the first one there. So it was not Hawaii that um, Cook had discovered tattooing. Um, he does come to his demise in Hawaii. If you know uh, Captain really? Cook's story at all, um, he. I want to say like somebody stole a ship from him and then he was like, well, I'm going to capture your king. And they were like, yeah, fuck that. We're not doing that. Um, was like and, the brief history of you know James Cook. That's a whole. Okay, and then they strangled him with a lay. Yeah, he probably. Would, that would Son that would bitch. actually be a really interesting episode to hear about. Is uh, just the life and crimes of of. Hey, of that's trademark. Yeah, stop trying to make that a thing. Oh. <laughs> um. Our my next lie here was a cheap shot. So a swallow tattoo is um depicting that you've traveled 5000 nautical miles. You pulled oh, a Watkins 3000 nautical. Miles. Yeah, I was like that's a Watkins slide. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get those lies next week, baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just no. want to you know. up. I would walk 5000 miles. Exactly. Or 3000 or 6000. <laughs> <laughs> Only if However I swallow. Many for a swallow, yeah. See, exactly. and that's yep. I was too busy cackling at the the swallow being ridiculous in, <laughs> she, in principle. I mean, she knows her audience, so it's yeah. Exactly. Apparently, that was still beautiful. I'm going to think about that for a minute. <laughs> oh no, props! Even if it was a cheap shot, it was still like just delivered perfectly. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, the next one was um, as Michael figured out, Iceland is not where they had found um, the body of the man. With the the Iceman. Yep, exactly. Val Kilmer's still alive, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I was more talking about Schwarzenegger. Um, and then for him, <sighs> I'm not even listening to them anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. Need to chill out. Yeah. Everybody, chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was discovered on the Italian-Austrian border. And I told you that his tattoos consisted of mythical images as well. Um, so similar to um, the Britons, as I mentioned, they did have mythical creature tattoos. But with this man specifically, um, he did not. Um, there was actually the two other people that I mentioned being found in uh, 1993 and in... I have it here somewhere. Uh, 1948, they actually had tattoos of mythical creatures. Um, but this man specifically... Pizza um, zombie. Yeah, pizza zombies right. all around. Uh, his tattoos were just small dots and crosses placed on his lower spine and on his joints. Um, back to kind of thinking of the therapeutics of tattooing. He did have a tramp stamp, John. Exactly. I knew it. You called They're it. Therapeutic. Fucking knew it. I want my quarter of a point. <laughs> um, it actually was a hashtag free Britney. Uh and then my last one, which Michael got really close to, um, he asked Aww. if Isis was the deity of fertility. She is, but that's not the deity they were tattooing. Um, really? They were tattooing images of Bess, the protector of women birth, or women birth, women in childbirth. <laughs> of women birth. <laughs> <laughs> that man birth, no one wants to have any homage oh. to. <laughs> Nobody needs that protection. And I... I copied this whole description of Bess because when I learned about his depiction, I, I really just fell in love. I am enamored with the deity Bess. Um, so Bess is the ancient Egyptian god of childbirth, fertility, sexuality, humor, and war, um, but served primarily as a protector god of pregnant women and children. He is regularly depicted as a dwarf with large ears, long hair and bearded with prominent genitals and bowed legs. Ah, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like hot, you know, obviously like check out that bot. Yeah. So hot right now. He had a look on. at that body. My and back so hurts. So. Okay. I have to walk that way. <laughs> it's a curse and a burden. I'm, so I'm dragging many... these genitals. It hurts the lower spine after a while. When you finally commit to your other thigh getting tattooed, perhaps consider an image of Shane. Uh, he's going to have my hand outlined <laughs> actually on it. Actually, I decided that I'm going to do my, um, it's going to be on the inside of my wrist and it's going to be Shane holding out his hand, but it's like a perspective thing. So it's Shane's hand is oh. my hand. Oh, so I thought Shane you were going to jerk me off for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is ask, John. I mean, I'm right here. I thought you were going to get me uh, you feeding me that piece of pizza at your wedding party as a tattoo some point. You know, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing to have a artist render. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Jessica, there you go. That's your next commission. Yeah, the uh, but pizza zombie shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sorry. Quick sidebar. No, I'm good. But that's all I have. There's this uh, <laughs> this TikTok I saw of like when your best friend's a dental hygienist, and it's this uh, these two gals, and one is the the dental hygienist, and she's doing stuff to her friend Presumably. like yeah yeah <laughs> cleaning her, her plaque her friend, yeah her friend keeps oh, like yeah. sexily like 
sticking her tongue out or like licking the utensils as they go into her mouth to try and freak her friend out. (laughs) And at one point, like it shows she's filming her her friend and her friend turns around. She just winks at her (laughs) with all this, like her mouth pried open. (laughs) Now, not my proudest fat, but. (laughs) Uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> well, he oh, got Courtney, one that in, was great. Uh, you done good, kid. Thanks, friends. That was really fascinating. In the I words really of Superfan Steven, yeah, yeah, always knock it out of the park. You sure do. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what's next? Yeah, what's I, next, I think John? you know that. Yeah, I was like, who the oh, person to ask? Yes. Um, well, we're kicking off episode one hundred, <laughs> our anniversary. Uh, yes, with the topic of the simulation theory and whether or not we're living inside of one. Oh my god, deep. I feel yeah. infected by it. And all of our possible simulations are going to be in the same room. I think next week. That's, That's the, the rumor. All right. That's See the, how we can uh, fuck it up this time. That's the rumor, Willis. Rumor, Willis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a person. Who live free or die hard? So, uh, what's mm-hmm. his name's daughter? Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Oh, he had a he had a, a child. We did Demi more. It's just sitting with on the, the floor there. <laughs> with the denty more <laughs> and uh, named it Beef Stew Beef. Cool. <laughs> I had to. There's, there's, there's fun in letting. The only this... thing I could have said is it's what's for dinner, but I'm, I, I, no. Nah. You die, die. I, yeah. I, if I if die, it's not die. a future, it's not what's for dinner. Well, I'm for sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about this next week too. But nope. uh, we'll have some reflection. I think on a hundred episodes. It's a lot of fucking time of the show. <sighs> we'll put on some. Uh, we'll put on some cheesy like music. Yeah, some like '80s music about remembering the good old times. So or is something. it was that like before me, Michael? Is that what you're alluding to? Is next week no. the kickoff for the for the new outro or intro music that we've been sitting uh, on, and the new pictures? Or are we doing the anniversary? Is, is, is it season three? <laughs> we do not reward attention-seeking behavior. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, you don't listen. So I'm just trying to reinforce this with you. It will, I, it will be, if you insist on having it at the culmination of season two into season three, like it's the, you know, transmogrification of one doctor into the next, then, then maybe. Okay. Well, we all want so to hear excited. Courtney sing. I know. I, I feel your, you know, Wait, is that your the, rush and your oh, joy. No. Well, we have to, we have to premiere both versions. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so, I suddenly regret everything. So there's the instrumental version, but yeah, I think, I feel like. It has to it has to be shown because you wrote a honest to God great song about how we feel on this podcast it and was, the lyrics. It took me it, a lot of time. Actually. It did. We were in this this studio for like five six hours. You're you know, just. I feel like it really showed off my vocal abilities. It was. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a lot. Well, it's not my proudest fap, but. <laughs> I'm still. I love those pictures of you, Michael. The. Huh? Uh, the the lemurs <laughs> the lemurs the lemur oh. the, the art from from Steven it's fantastic even how you look lemurs. as a uh, as a chestburster just <sighs> so good you guys have like little um like Mario Brothers mustaches in that we one we do it's adorable and I, I love it it's perfect it's precious yeah now which one of us sorry is, we uh, killed you Shane Luigi I'm not 
Been begging for death since episode one. <laughs> you can hear the pain and suffering. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, we do this every single fucking week, so you can continue to enjoy into our third inglorious season by just hitting that old subscribe button on your preferred podcast provider app, and we will fly freely into your inbox or otherwise, you know, randomized device every marvelous Monday morning, usually at 5 a.m. Mountain Time, just because that's how we roll. But uh, if you're enjoying it and you want to encourage us ever so slightly, leave a, a review in that provider app. Tell us how we're doing, because, you know, we're not going to stop, as well you know. Until I actually drop dead at the stroke. But, uh, and furthermore, we have got glorious social networks that you can just go and blow the fuck up. Because there's plenty of stuff happening on there, including Courtney's Amazing Efforts Weekly. And of course, you know, Steven's glorious artwork and Jessica's amazing artwork, which is going to be debuted for, uh, you know, the, the new season as well. Just throngs of entertaining topics and uh, of course all this glorious artwork winging your way weekly and of course we're on the tubes of you every wednesday 10 a.m mountain time trying to bring the funnies and that is our job but i think that is going to wind up episode 99 the great one itself the assist from gretzky and so for the disinformed podcast one more time I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And if you're having truth problems, I feel bad for you, son. We've done 99 podcasts, and this bitch is done. <laughs> <laughs>